Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. And if you could stand at the reading of the word, it's just one verse. And uh, very simple verse. And as I preach this message, the Lord has been dealing with me for about a week on this, or maybe longer, uh, and it sort of goes along also with what Sister Franny had, had preached here not too long ago about going peace, and uh, I was looking at this, and I was feeling like the Lord was wanting us to go back and go and, and absorb some more of this. Because that's where we need to be in this hour. We need to be going in peace. We need peace. How many enjoy peace? Praise God for peace. Amen. The book of Luke chapter 7 verse 50. Luke chapter 7 verse 50. And when you get there in your Bibles, say amen. And when you look up to the screen and see it, say amen. And it says, and he said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee, thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. I want to preach to you on this subject today, uh, peaceful trust, peaceful trust. Let's put our Bibles down and again, let's lift up our hands to the Lord and thank him for the peace. God, we are grateful for the peace that you give to us as children of God. We thank you for the power and presence of your peace, the covering of your peace. Lord, we are so wonderfully joyous at the thought that you give us a peace in our heart, our mind, our soul, our spirit. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. There's nothing like peace. Pray for me again because I just drank somebody else's water. <laughs> you need to pray for me a whole lot. I just need prayer. Amen. A peaceful trust. I thank the Lord for peace. I, uh, I've lived my life uh, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. I've lived during a lot of different situations of life, and some of you have also. I've lived through the, the Vietnam War. I remember the casualty list every night that they would talk about uh, those that, and it was probably not completely accurate, but it was, it gave the numbers of those soldiers that had uh, passed away uh, in battle. Um, it had talked about a lot of different struggle and strife. There was a lot of struggle in the 60s, a lot of rebellion against government. Um, it, there was just chaos, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of 
struggle in a lot of different ways. Um, a desire to be different, wanting, wanting attention. I know that brought a lot of things during the 60s. Uh, it was a mode of trying to be different. There wasn't a lot of peace, it didn't seem like, during the 1960s. Um, and I know some even go back into the 50s and the Korean War and, of course, the World War II, World War I on back. I know it goes way back. But there's, there's always a beautiful thing when we find peace. Uh, when battles and wars are over, uh, you know, if we, if we all, I've talked about this, if we all walk in the, in the love of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God uh, as a body of people in this world, what a more peaceful place that it would be. I love peace. I love to be able to, uh, to, be able to relax and enjoy the peace of God. And uh, peace is so vital and so very important. I, I know that, that uh, when we pray uh, through the years in my life, and I'm sure that it's in your life too, that through the years I've prayed for people. Through the years I've prayed prayers for myself even. I've prayed, and when I pray and talk to the Lord, uh, there's been many times that I have felt a peace come over me during that time of prayer. When we finish praying, that peace the Lord has spoken to me about uh, through the years has always been that you prayed the prayer, you feel my peace, I've got this. <laughs> I've got this, it's taken care of, you don't have to worry about it, just simply trust me. But there's a lot of times we as humans will take back up the struggle and take back the havoc and the pain and, and fear. Fear binds us a lot of times. Fear can get us to a point where we're, we're so in fear we don't even uh, thank the Lord for the miracle even though we don't see it happen. Sometimes miracles happen quickly we have seen it, we've experienced it, I've experienced in my own life where it happened quickly. But there's times that we pray the prayers and it doesn't happen quickly. It just simply doesn't happen quick, so then we fall back into that place of fear again that this sickness is going to destroy me. All these things go through our mind, it goes through our heart, and we get to the point where we feel like that, that this battle that I've been fighting is going to bring me down and destroy my life. Uh, but the Lord has something very vital and important for us to understand that there is a peaceful resolve to the needs in your life, whether it be sickness, whether it be a depression, whether it be uh, uh, some type of uh, financial struggle that, you know, you, you feel like you prayed about it and all of a sudden the problem's still there. The, the, you know, the broken down car, the struggle to make ends meet as far as finances and paying the payment on the house and, and uh, trying to make ends meet for the, the kids, having all of the things that they need and the food and the utilities. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about 
things that we fall back on after we prayed about it and we begin to fear and it affects our faith. But there is an important part of our prayers that when we pray and we just allow the peace of God to just overwhelm us, we can rest assured in the faith and trust in God that is going to be taken care of. Whether it happens like this or whether it takes a week or two weeks or a month or a year, we can trust in God that it will happen. So miracles come, of course, in a powerful way. We, we want to see more miracles. We want to see more healings, more wonders. And, uh, uh, you know, I know that the peace of God that you feel lets you know that everything is going to be okay don't take back up the fear again. Walk in the peace. Can I hear an amen? We need to live in the peace of God because the, the peace of God means I trust you, Lord. The peace of God means, for, for one thing, the gift to us from God is that peace means I've got this, the Lord's telling us. It's okay. You don't have to fear. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to... To be all upset, you just trust in me. I've got this. That is the gift from God when we pray, that power of peace. But the other side of this is we're telling the Lord when we walk in that peace that God, I, don't, I know the situation hasn't changed. I know the struggle seems to be still there, but I'm going to walk in that peace because what I'm feeling here, I'm sending a message to you, Lord, that I trust you, I believe in you, I have faith in you, that your word is truth and it will not fail me. So there is a reciprocal uh, experience between us and God. That's about relationship with the Lord. It's about relationship. So we feel the peace. We need to walk in that peace. Uh, I was talking to my, uh, my pastor, Pastor Holland, yesterday and uh, uh, he was talking about some things. He, he has a, a, a book that's out, uh, a new book that he had sent me, and uh, talking about the timing of God. And um, he has been through some miracles. He died twice, or he actually escaped death twice during COVID. He was in the hospital for 279 days, I think it was, battling COVID. They didn't know if he was going to survive. We prayed for him. We called out on the Lord, uh, to the Lord for healing for his body. And, and uh, so some of the things that he experienced, he told me, he said, he said, I overcame death twice. I said, well, it sounds to me like you're a cat and you probably have nine lives that you're going to survive many more times. Uh, but it's all about faith and trust in the Lord. But he was he, was, he said to me uh, in part of his book, he said, where are the miracles? Where are the miracles? You know, when you think about that, I, I do know that we have miracles. We have miracles at times uh, in church, uh, sporadic times of miracles that we have testimonies about. And we, we experience some powerful things. We've seen people healed. We've seen people delivered. We've seen people... Uh, have some situations in their life that are completely miraculously touched by the hand of God. There was no doubt about it, that it was the hand of God. And, uh, but it's important for us to walk in those miracles. Matter of fact, mir miracles come through a close relationship with the Lord. Uh, the disciples, of course, it was asked by some that, why don't your disciples fast? 
uh, well, and the response was, they're with me every day, but there's going to be a time that I'm going to leave them, and I'm going to leave them here, and then at that time, that's when they fast, and that's when they will couple their fasting with prayer. But while I'm here, I walk with them every day. There is a close relationship with the Lord every day. They get up every day. They were with Jesus. They went to sleep at night. They were with Jesus. Twelve disciples, they walk with the Lord. And that close bond there between them and the Lord uh, was a powerful relationship. And that was the reason why he could send them out two by two. And they went out into the areas and were able to pray for the sick. Miracles happened. Uh, uh, demons were cast out. Lives were changed. Hearts were touched. Miracles took place because of that closeness of relationship. So... But they were with Jesus every day with a close relationship. It's like, you know, you're, you're with a friend every day or with someone that, that is very close to you and you're building relationship. You understand one another. You talk to each other. You pray together. You, you, you work together and you build a bond there of closeness. And that's what they did with Jesus every day. They were with him every day there and built that closeness. They understood how Jesus felt about certain things. They understood uh, the, the, the familiarity of when Jesus prayed and broke bread, even after he ascended up or he resurrected out of the tomb. I, I, I know that they, 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 they saw Jesus, but they didn't really fully understand him or know him at that point after he had resurrected uh, out, of the, out of the tomb before he ascended up into the heavens. But yet they did know that familiar thing about the way Jesus broke bread. And they said, it's Jesus. It's the master. They understood certain things about his voice. They understood certain, because they had been with him. They had been around him every day. They walked with him. They shared their life with him. And, and you see, there's some things that are very familiar with us. When we get close to somebody, we recognize that. I I know my father's voice when he calls me on the phone uh, because that's a very familiar voice that I'll never forget. I, I, I understand that because there's a closeness there, and it's the same thing. The closer you get to Jesus, the more that you're going to recognize his voice when he speaks. You're, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you're going to understand his feelings and his, his desires uh, uh, for uh, the church body and to be able to walk in his ways and his design, that's the closeness of a relationship. But today, we don't, we don't necessarily walk physically with him as, as he has, did with the disciples, but we do have him in us. We, we seriously do spiritually walk with him every day. We, we build a bond, but today we, uh, we have to fast and pray to bring us to a closer relationship. We have to come to the house of the Lord, be in the presence of the Lord, read the word of God, pray every day, seek God, because what we're doing is we're building a closeness in the Lord, a relationship. And we need a close relationship with, with the Lord. So, why don't we see miracles like we used, what, like, like we, we heard of in the Bible? Uh, I believe it's very important that, that we have to understand 
we've got to get a closeness with the Lord. Disciples were with him every day. We need to walk with him every day and recognize him every day. We have, we have, if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, you've got him with you every day. We need to talk to him. We need to share things with him, and he will share things with us. You might say, well, that's unusual. No, it's not with God. He wants to speak to us. He wants to do some powerful things in our life. But here's the thing, too. The Lord wants to do more miracles than what we have ever seen. He wants to do miracles like we have never seen. Yeah, we see a miracle here and there, and it happens. Someone's healed. Someone gets out of the wheelchair. Someone is delivered from cancer, this and that, and thank God for that. But the Lord wants to pour out more miracles and more wonders than what we have ever even imagined. And how do we get there? Where are the miracles? Where are the miracles to that level that God wants to to do. I know we can have a show of hands here today of those that have been healed and those that have been delivered and, and it was a miracle from God. The doctor didn't do it, but God did it. We have testimonies here in this house of what God has done and the miraculous, but God wants to do so much more in this hour that we're in. God has allowed us to be a part of this time for such a time as this, because there is a greater work that needs to be done. And it's not all on us. It's us building a relationship with God and allowing Him to do the work through us. That's what He wants to do. So why don't the disciples fast? Because they walk with me every day. But there will be a time that they have to fast and pray. I believe that we can have any kind of revival that we want to have if we're willing to sacrifice in fasting and in prayer. We could see more miracles if we're willing to, 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 to get as close to God as we can and so that the Lord can flow miracles and wonders through our life so that lives can be changed, hearts can be touched, people can be delivered, people can be filled with the Holy Ghost depends on how desperate we are for it. We can have it. How bad do you want it? In the book of Mark, chapter 16, 15 through 20, and, and it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, the great commission, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And these signs shall follow them that believe. You know what that says to me? Is that I don't have to worry about the miracles when I have built my relationship strong with God and I'm walking with Him in the Word and I'm walking with Him in prayer and I'm walking with Him in fasting and putting the flesh down and I'm walking and being faithful to Him, being obedient to the Word. I don't have to worry about the miracles. Guess what? They just kind of follow and tag along behind People see those miracles. It's not about me. No, it's about God. It's about God that has performed the miracle. I can't perform a miracle, but God can do it through my life and through your life. But those signs, the Bible says, they just kind of tag along behind us and they follow us and people see them and people experience it and they turn to God. Huh. 
These signs shall follow those that believe. God wants to do so many more miracles than what we could even imagine. He wants to open the blinded eyes. He wants to deliver the drug addict from the drugs. It's a hard thing for some people to be able to break the habits of sin. But you know what? God can deliver them and set them free and lift the burdens and the heavy weights off of their shoulders and their heart and their soul and their mind. The power of God can wipe all of that away. Miracles. You know, we think about uh, some, uh, someone that is blind receiving their sight. That's a beautiful miracle. But there's no miracle like someone repenting of their sins and feeling their sins lifted up off of their heart and soul and feeling free and feeling at peace in their life and then being filled with the Holy Ghost and washing sins away in a watery grave of baptism and they walk away from that wanting more of God and being delivered in God. <laughs> Amen. There's something more powerful in that than the blinded eyes being opened. And the deaf ears unstuffed and the lame walking. Oh, there's something powerful in that. But God wants to do so many more miracles than what we can even fathom in our mind. I know people are drawn to miracles, but people are drawn to a life that has been totally changed, set free. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was, he was received up into heaven and on the right hand of God. And then listen to what verse 20 says. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And then the last word says, Amen. So be it. <laughs> so be it. It's what God wants. Amen. He, he went forth and, and they preached. They went forth and they preached everywhere. But the Lord was with them, working with them. The Bible says, and the Lord was confirming the word with signs following. Yeah. Tagging along behind them. Yeah. So wherever we go out into the city of Bethalto in this area and we reach out into the heart and life, there's going to be signs through our relationship with God. They're going to follow us. Yeah. Through our prayer life, it's going to follow us. Why, why don't we see more miracles? We can see as many miracles from the Lord as we, we really want if we're willing to sacrifice and reach out into an altar of prayer and cry out to God. Amen. And put the word deep within our heart. There's some things we have to do to see these miracles take place. Confirming. The word confirming here, confirming the word with signs following, confirming means to make firm, establish. It means to make sure that the word is going to be confirmed with signs following. There's a lot of promises in the book that want to be confirmed through our lives. Amen. But confirming when we truly believe in God's word and stand upon God's word, we will see a confirmation and signs following. But let you walk in the peace of the Spirit of God that you feel.
And even if you don't feel anything, we need to walk in peace. Hmm. Because we need to have enough trust in our heart and soul that what God says, it's going to come to pass. I've seen so many things of this word, and you have too, of the things of God that have come to pass. Miracles, wonders. You know, there's people in our world that, that like to see the wonders and like to see the miracles and all of this. And, but the problem is they, they think that they can go and see these miracles anywhere you go. Yeah, there's a lot of deception out there. But you know, there is something through the power of God's Word and God's Spirit to, that there is a powerful, truthful miracle that when we receive our miracle, we need to walk in the peace of that miracle and keep praising God for the miracle, keep trusting God for the miracle. And when we truly believe in God's Word, we will see confirmation and signs following. We're going to see the miracles. We're going to see the healing. We're going to see the deliverance. We're going to see salvation. We're going to see a change in a person's life that couldn't get past the hardships and struggle of sin and the drugs and the alcohol and the ungodly things. You know what? We've got some people in the house of the Lord today that we're right there and we have been delivered. Thank God for that. No, we're not perfect. But I know one thing. God changed my life and changed your life. Oh, yes. I was praying with somebody this week. Uh, I, I was praying with somebody this week over text. Uh, amen. And I just simply said, it feels so good to be free. It feels so good to feel the power of freedom and liberty and feel those weights lifted up off of us. It feels so good to be free. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the liberty of the Spirit of God. But we can't expect to see miracles if we don't be truly believe. We, we can't see them. If our faith is wavering, the Bible says in James 1, 6 through 8, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. I remember riding on a boat from Long Beach with my family to, to um, Catalina Island. It's not a trip that I would highly recommend. <laughs> but I remember riding on that boat and it was like, whoosh, back and forth, the waves and all that stuff. It was unstable. I had to leave the down area of the boat to go up on the top so I could just get a breath of fresh air because I was getting dizzy and sick, you know. And it was even worse at night when we came back because then it was dark. As I sat there in the boat with my family, I watched the moon go like this. I thought the boat was stable. I thought the moon had got lost its hinges or something. It was flowing up and down. I mean, I watched, I mean, it was, made me dizzy. I felt like I needed to go up and just kind of contribute to the ocean some of my food supply. So I went up on the top deck and I just got up on the top deck and I watched the moon a little bit closer and I got a little bit more stable. But you know, wavering, wavering faith is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
And there's times that people want miracles, but they want to share their life straddling the fence. I want my miracle from God, but I still want my sin of the flesh. And we're sitting tottering back and forth on the, on the fence. And we're wavering, and we're wanting the miracles from the Lord. <laughs> but wanting both worlds doesn't work. Do you want to see miracles in your life? Give it all to God. It's the easiest way to live for God. It's to give it all to God. Wanting both worlds. We want a little of God's blessings and we want a little of the world. You know, no, let's change that. We want a whole lot of God's blessings and we want a whole lot of the world and sin. But you know, bitter water and sweet water, they don't come from the same well. It cannot flow out of the same well. If you really, really are desperate for the move of God in your life, you need to give it all to God. The reason why you struggle so much and you want to see miracles, but they just don't come at times that you think they should. But here's the thing, you're tottering on the fence and you want both worlds. Let me tell you, get a close relationship with God. And what you're going to find is God is going to come through. You're going to see more miracles as individuals and as a church body. There are things that God wants to do here in this house that will blow our minds. There's things that God can do and will do. He wants to totally work a miracle in our life, but it's amounting to us. It's upon us. How bad do we want it? How bad do we want to see a move of God? How bad do we want to see the miraculous? How bad do we want to see lives changed? Amen. We got to dive in with everything. Amen. We can't straddle the fence. We got to dive in with everything we have. We got to get a hold of God in prayer. We got to get a hold of God in His Word. We got to get a hold of God in the house of the Lord, in the times of worship and praise. Amen. I believe that there are miracles in this house that want to be birthed today. How bad do you want it? And how bad do you believe in it? Make up your mind what you really want. Make up your mind what you really want. Oh, yes, we all have to come to that conclusion. We've got to make up our mind what we really want. Amen. We can't serve God in mammon. Matthew 6, 22 through 24, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil... Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is the darkness. No man can serve two masters for either. He will hate the one and love the other. It doesn't work trying to balance these things out and trying to say, I love God, but I still love my sin in the flesh. And one, at some point, you're going to give up on one or the other. You're going to give in to sin in the flesh. A lot of times it wins out, not because there's nothing wrong with, not because there's something wrong with the power of God. No, it's a power of choice. It's a power of our life. If therefore the light is in thee, be, uh, be, dark, be darkness. How great is the darkness. No man can serve two masters, for he, either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You know what the Bible is talking about as far as the eye, the eyes of the mind. 
the eyes of the mind. You're, you, you're, you're, you're looking at things and you're absorbing it in your mind that I want that. That's exactly what happened to Eve. She saw it with her eyes. She wanted it. She took it. But she couldn't serve both. She was cast out of the garden along with Adam at a perfect scenario. It goes on and says, uh, the light of the body is the eye, and therefore thine eye be single. The word single here means good, fulfilling its office. Sound, simple, not complicated. If your eyes are looking in a single way, focused upon God and not everything else, we're going to see more and more of the move of God that we're desiring to see. We're going to see more and more of people the greatest miracle of all, people filled with the Holy Ghost. How bad do we want it? Not wanting both worlds of God and sin, but focusing upon God. It's there for us. Blessings of God come from a single commitment to Him. Old things, the Bible says, are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Have you ever walked in a place of darkness? Physically, have you ever walked in a place of spiritual darkness where it seemed like you didn't know what next step to take or even what was safe or even what was going to stabilize your life and everything seemed slippery in life and you walked in darkness bumping into things and trying to figure out how in the world can I get to where I need to be to find peace? In the book of 1 Samuel 1, 17 through 20, Hannah was without child, and she was desperate to have a child. She prayed to God for a child. Eli, the priest, heard her. You know, sometimes we come to God with heaviness. And at times, grieving for an answer from God. We must have an answer. We get desperate. And Hannah was at a point of desperation. 1 Samuel 1, 17, Then Eli answered and said, A beautiful word here, a few words, three, three words, after he heard her prayer. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. You prayed. You've sought me. The Lord, that is. You've sought the Lord. So the Lord spoke to Eli, told her, go in peace. And then he began to say, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat. And her countenance was no more sad. She didn't have the miracle yet but she felt the peace of a promise of God in her life. Peace. She hadn't even seen the answer come to pass. And then, of course, verse 19, they rose up in the, early, in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord. She was still walking in the peace. The answer had not come, but she was walking in the peace of God. And they rose up 
in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, that was her husband. And the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. But the key here is she walked in the peace. As the prophet or the priest said, go in peace. There's nothing like that when you pray a prayer and you walk away from this altar and you haven't seen the answer, but you walk in peace. <laughs> you walk in peace. We have all been there in sin where we didn't walk in peace. We were tormented. We were tortured because of the struggle of our lives. And we're trying to figure out, I'm, just, I'm trying to do good, but I'm struggling. And it was called sin. But when she heard the word, walk in peace, and she felt the presence of the Lord, she walked in peace. And she saw her miracle. What I'm saying here to you today is when you pray and believe, walk in the peace of the Spirit and you're going to see a miracle. You're going to see God's hand on your life. The woman with the issue of blood, she, she felt healing in her body. She had given all that she had to the doctors and felt no difference. But when she made her way through the crowd through desperation, I know I talked about this last, last week. Sister Franny talked about this. And, and it says in Mark 5, 34, and he, Jesus felt her touch him. If you touch the Lord, you're going to feel something change in your life. That's the key. Everything else in the world is not going to satisfy like just touching Jesus in an altar of prayer. And when he... She touched Jesus. He said, who touched me? And the disciples said, you know, a lot of people or multitudes around you, a lot of people are touching you. You know, there was a virtue flowed out of me. She even felt that something had changed in her body. But listen to what the Lord said in Mark 5 and 34. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Huh. And behold of thy plague, go in peace. As she had already felt it. Hannah had not seen it yet, but she walked in peace. It's a blessing from the Lord. It's a gift from the Lord. Peace is the results of faith and trust in God. Whether you feel it, whether you know it, whether you see it, whether you can touch it, I just simply trust in God. God wants to do more miracles than what we could even imagine. But when we pray the prayer, let us walk in the peace that God, I trust you and I have faith in you. And I, that's the reason why I prayed is because I believe in you. There was a woman, and I'm going to close on this, talking about the peace of God. Luke 7, 43 through 50. 
is the scripture text that I gave to you today, faith uh, or, or peace, peace, peaceful trust. It is the resolve of our lives. Luke 7, 43, about a woman anointing Jesus' head. She came into the room. She was there anointing Jesus. Jesus even brought up the fact that, hey, uh, disciples, you know, you, I've walked in here and this woman has been anointing me. And you're supposed to have a relationship with me and you're not doing this, but she is trying to build a relationship. Simon, and a relationship of praise and a relationship of thanks to the Lord. She hadn't received her miracle yet, but in the scripture it says, Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. Those that have been forgiven of the most are very thankful. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. She was ministering to the Lord and building relationship. And she had a struggle. It was called sin. But this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment, wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. Are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? Evidently, they needed a closer relationship with the Lord because they didn't understand fully everything about the Lord. But here was a woman that just gave of her heart and soul to Jesus. And he forgave her of her sins because he was God in flesh. Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say with themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And in verse 50, the scripture text that I gave, And he said to the woman, Thy faith, have saved thee. And then he said, go in peace. There's nothing like the peace of God when God forgives you. How many years have you been struggling and you just can't find peace how many years have you been searching for a miracle for your life and you just can't find the peace?
Jesus. It's in the voice of God today that is saying, just turn to me and build your relationship with me. I'll give you a peace and I'll give you a miracle. And I'll give you a wonder like you've never seen. Go in peace. Now this woman, he said your sins are forgiven. Did she experience some powerful lightning bolt come from down from heaven? I don't see it in the Bible. But she had to walk in faith that what Jesus said to her was truth. And as she began to walk in peace, I believe that that relationship continued to grow and grow and grow in her life. Go in peace. As we stand here today, there is a peaceful trust in the Lord that needs to flow out of our lives. A peaceful trust. Will you keep running from God? Or do you really want peace in your life? Do you really want that miracle? Walk in the peace of God. Do you really want a deliverance? Walk in the peace of God that he's saying to you, walk in peace. His spirit is here calming the waves and the storms. Walk in peace. Walk in peace. There are miracles of salvation here today if you really want it. If you really want deliverance, it's here today. Walk in peace. There are miracles here in this building. And before some of them even received the miracle, the Lord said, walk in peace. I've got this. I've got it taken care of. It's okay. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to worry about. Trust me. Our altars are open today. Would you come and pray? Jesus showed his love by leaving the 99 and going after the one. Please don't keep running from the Lord as he goes and leaves the 99. He's searching for you. He's wanting to minister to you. Oh, in the name of Jesus, cover us with peace, God, today. Cover us with peace, precious Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name.